Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Good morning. It is Wednesday, November 15th. It is six minutes after nine. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Well, we've got a rip-roaring show for you today. Can I just say how much better, and I was talking with my dad last night about this. Yeah. About a week or two ago, I guess two weeks ago, because you were gone last week, mm-hmm. I handed the show over to Casey. Yeah. And I said, Casey, I have taken this vessel as far as I possibly can, (laughs) and the show needs a woman's touch and a woman's ear, Yeah, and I hand full control of the day-to-day operations of the show over to you, and I just, I want to say, I think both of our lives are markedly better since I've done that. You think both of our lives are better? My life is markedly better since I've done that. There it is. You're a much nicer person, that's for sure. (laughs) Less pressure. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Hey, let's start off the show talking about what happened with the House of Representatives yesterday and how those Hoosiers did. They split five to four on votes for a resolution that would continue, yes, continue to fund the federal government. Okay, so let's just stop right there. So make sure we're all on the same page. So the Republicans in the House of Representatives who ran on a promise to get inflation under control and as a key component of that, get federal spending under control and rein in the Biden administration's out-of-control spending has now had not one, not two, but three opportunities to stop the Biden administration dead in their tracks and in addition to stop the out-of-control spending, get things like border enforcement or border control as an integral part of continuing to fund the federal government. And now not one, not two, but three times, the Republicans in the House of Representatives have continued to fully fund the federal government at multi-trillion dollar annual deficits or near multi-trillion dollar annual deficits and not get any of their supposed priorities as a part of that. Are we all on the same page? That yep. That's what's happening. Yep, that's okay, what's happening. Good. So the House passed the bill, 336 to 95. It's now going to head to the Senate. But guess what? It's going to keep current spending levels. There is no difference between these two parties. And I don't know, short of me taking a rock and putting the phrase, there is no difference between these two parties and it hitting you between the eyes, how many more times you have to see this before you just say, I may not like this guy that talks to me between nine and noon, just like the guy the other day. Mm -hmm. I don't like you. In fact, I love to hate you, but wow, you're right. I agree with you 100%. Because this was another, and this is why when people said, oh, uh, Johnson, he's going to be a, he's going to be a great speaker of the house, which Jim, uh, uh, our old pal, uh. Jimbo, Jimmy, Jimmy Banks. Jim Banks. Remember, he told this is the third time he's told us someone would be a great speaker of the House. Mm-hmm. He told us how, oh, Johnson, he's going to be the guy. Oh, McCarthy, he's going to be the guy. And these Republicans lined up right behind this guy. And what'd you get? Meet the new boss, same as the old boss. These Republicans are liars. They lie to you over and over and over again. It is why I tapped out on these people and this party a long time ago because they never mean what they say. 
and once again, you're going to get screwed. Okay, well, Jim Banks did vote no for this. Oh, so. how big of him. Yes. He puts the guy in charge that makes everything bad, and then goes, but I voted against everything that guy did. Shall we review how Indiana's U.S. reps voted? Yes, please. Okay, so we right, have- let me let me Let me take a guess here, okay? Yeah. I'm just going to, I'm going to guess on this. Because I I know the vote was five to four, but I don't know what the actual vote was. I'm gonna guess, and you can just just tell me, Rob, you totally missed the vote on this. And I'll put it. I'm gonna guess Jim Baird voted for it. He did. Oh yes, man! <laughs> damn, I'm good. Jim Baird is a completely worthless turd. Like Casey, if you put in front of me the choice of voting between an Agent Orange peel and Jim Baird, which I have to make this choice mm-hmm. because I have the grave misfortune of him being my U.S. representative. If you said Rob, you must vote between Jim Baird and this aged, decrepit, rotting orange peel, I would pick the aged, decrepit, rotting orange peel because it would do far less damage. <laughs> to my pocketbook and my finances and this country than Jim Baird. Boy, damn, I'm good. Okay, so Rudy Yakim voted no. Jim Banks voted no. Victoria Sparts voted no. And professional office hopper Aaron Houchin oh! voted no. So it would have been Bouchon mm-hmm. and Baird who mm-hmm. teamed up with Andre Carson mm-hmm. to continue to fund Joe Biden's uh, the Green Dream, yep. the Build Back Better bullcrap, the Porous Border, mm-hmm. all the stuff. Jim Baird mm-hmm. and Larry Bouchon teamed up with Andre Carson and said, this is acceptable. As well as Greg Pence. And uh, let, let's, let, let, let's let's point out, oh, now was Pence a yes or a no? Pence was a yes. Oh, that also seems about right that Greg Pence uh, would say that the... It, an institutional swamp monster like Greg Pence would also say that this is acceptable. Now, let's make very clear to everyone, Jim Baird represents the 4th Congressional District. It is the western part of the state of Indiana. He has competition. The guy's name is Charles Bookwalter. And if you are sick of this crap, you have an opportunity to actually do something about it. So the question is, if you live in the western part of the state, mm-hmm. are you going to roll over and play dead and vote for whatever garbage the establishment puts in front of you? Or next mayor, you actually going to get off your ass and do something about it and kick Jim Baird where he belongs back to the curb. Now, can we please give Jim Banks the props for voting no on this? He said a clean CR is a vote to keep funding Bidenomics, the open border, and to continue three trillion annual deficits. I'm a no. Okay, so let's let's do work, it. Let's work through this. No, he voted no. Let's work through this, Casey, okay. because I have uh, vowed, even though it hasn't really come off, Casey picked all my trigger words to start the show today, and, and she was like, Rob's not living up to his end of the bargain to be nicer to humanity. Um, let's work through this in a kinder, gentler format, okay? Sure. So, if you hired someone to run, let's just pick our company, right? Let's mm-hmm. say Urban One. Yeah. We have a phenomenal boss. His name is David Wood. He does a great job. Uh, clearly, he hired us. Sure. Uh, whatever else he does, I don't know, but he picked us. And WIBC is doing very well. Let's say that WIBC, for some reason, went in a different direction. No idea why they would do that, given the success of the radio station, but if they did. And so the people at Urban One picked somebody different to run the radio station and put the radio in charge of the station. And upon them putting, with their just most full-throated endorsement imaginable put somebody else in charge of this radio station the rating suddenly tanked and we went from being one of the most listened to talk radio stations by market share in america to just middle of the pack 
and confirming what people down the street from us say at the state house that nobody listens. And yet then they made one minor change to weekend programming that moderately boosted <laughs> the weekend ratings by a 0.1 share. Would you expect people to go, wow, that guy running WI, uh, the people who own WIBC, they're clearly geniuses. Or would you say this little thing over here, when you keep selecting awful people to run the company, is not offset by the the very small amount of bump you had in this one corner of the ring. No, of course not. Jim Banks keeps voting for these people, whether it's McCarthy mm -hmm. or Johnson mm -hmm. or who was the other underachiever? Uh, uh, jo Jordan? Wasn't Jim Jordan? Wasn't he, yep, on? he was in there for he a minute. He keeps saying every guy is going to be the greatest speaker in the history of ever and giving full-throated endorsements to these and people. And then Johnson went and just kept current spending yes. levels. So I'm not giving Jim Banks credit for anything because he has terrible judgment. All right, terrible well, judgment, I Casey. Will, I will give him credit for voting no. Meanwhile, this But you're is... the sort of person who would have gotten in the car with Ted Bundy because he looked like <laughs> a nice young man, Casey. <laughs> Meanwhile, this is going to head to the Senate and we'll see if it passes there. It is 15 minutes after nine. Boy, cue up street fighting, man, Kevin, because <laughs> there's just been physical alterations in the house, and we're going to get to that next on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. After nine, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So let's talk about the fights. There were fisticuffs. Apparently, Kevin McCarthy and Tim Burchett were allegedly involved in a physical altercation in the Capitol yesterday. Uh, somebody described it as the men yelling at one another in the hallway and then a chase unfolded. So let the trash talking begin, right? So Tim Burchett is uh, a U.S. representative from Tennessee, and uh, he is among the more conservative wing of the uh, Republican Party, one of the people who voted to oust Kevin McCarthy. He, he will famously remember Brian Kilmeade getting snooty with him mm -hmm. uh, when he voted to oust Kevin McCarthy. And allegedly... And I could totally see Kevin McCarthy doing this because Kevin McCarthy absolutely strikes me as the sort of guy who ain't man enough to do it to somebody's face and who will hit him in the back. Kevin McCarthy gave him the business from behind and Burchette wasn't having any of it. <laughs> Apparently, the two have not talked since Kevin McCarthy has been outed as the Speaker of the House. Yeah. And <laughs> they were walking by each other. What? And Kevin McCarthy elbowed him in the kidneys? Yeah, but it wasn't like a Rodney Dangerfield like, hey, am I right? Am I right? I mean, he was like allegedly giving him the business like something you'd see in a professional wrestling match or a hockey fight so what we've got spineless weak lacking in conviction people acting tough go ahead insert your laughing emoji here so kevin mccarthy denies sucker punching him. yeah uh -huh. said he didn't do it it was a crowded hallway he accidentally bumped into him but i accidentally but strongly took my elbowish area and jammed it into you is mm -hmm. that is that what the the theory is yeah. accidentally 
and, and this is the funny part. McCarthy's saying that uh, Burchett would know if it were intentional. Oh, yeah, real he tough. He would really <laughs> feel yeah, it. Yeah, Kevin, Kevin McCarthy, just Mr. Alpha every time he opens his mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You know it, bro. dude. What yeah. is it, like, is a Hulk Hogan promo here? Brother, you know it if I hit you. Okay, so he's totally dismissing Burchett and saying that uh, he would still be in pain after the incident if he really... <laughs> If he really meant to hurt Do we him. have audio of this? Well, we've got audio of Kevin McCarthy denying it. A reporter was interviewing Burchard or something. I guess our shoulders hit because Burchard runs up to me after. I didn't know what he was talking about. So the reporter's asking me. I did not run and hit the guy. I did not kidney punch him. I did not shoot anything like that. You didn't shot him. No. I, we're walking through. You, you were at HC5, right? You guys line up along the way there. It was Bruce Wester and I walking out. He was going interviewing someone. I didn't know it was him or something. I guess our elbows hit as I walked by. I didn't punch you. Did but he but, but, you? But, no, but, yeah, well, he, I guess it happened because when I was walking back further, I don't say somebody was interviewing me or talking to me, and he comes running up like, why, why, why did you hit me or something like that? I said, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't even know something transpired. But reporters and witnesses said it looked like you, yeah. there was plenty of room for you to walk and that you intentionally hit him. There is, okay, not a place. Show me a reporter who saw that. Ask, call Why Bruce Westerman. Couple okay, well, ask Bruce Westerman. No, I did not go up. If I hit, if I would hit somebody, they would know I did. He said he knew he He said he said he said he was in pain that you hit him so hard in the kidneys. Oh, come on now. That's what he said. Okay. I want to see the footage. I want to see the camera on this. And why would it, Kevin McCarthy's been stabbing the knife in the back of the American people for a very long time? Why would anybody think, oh, he would never hit somebody unexpectedly? I, and listen, listen to that guy. Just listen to him. I, it just, the Republican Party is a mess. The Republican Party is a joke. They are a joke on policy. They are a joke on people. They are a joke on substance. And Casey, mm-hmm. uh, like I've told this story many times, when I started at this radio station seven years ago, which seems very hard to believe, but it has now been seven years that I've been here, I was so far out of the mainstream. I'm, you know, it's all a whole Joe Walsh thing, right? Everybody's so different. I haven't changed. I was saying the same stuff that I'm saying now, and people were angry. Mm-hmm. Like, they used to get phone calls and emails. This guy is saying horrific things about the Republicans. I can't believe you would let this radical libertarian guy on the on the airwaves. And now people are seeing on a, a daily basis mm-hmm. as every day that time goes by, whether it's on policy, whether it's on substance, whether it's on voting, he was right. This is who the Republicans are. They're a bunch of spineless, miserable, lying, backstabbing weasels. And the many, many of them, as proven by the vote yesterday, are completely in it for themselves. And they don't care about you at all. So I was curious, have there ever been fights in the House of Representatives or the Congress? Well, look. Did a little research. Oh, okay, let me, let me just start with, no matter what happened yesterday... It is nowhere near uh, Alexander Hamilton mm-hmm. and Aaron Burr, right? Yeah. I mean, that's our, that's our, that's our, if we're doing a Mount Rushmore of, of great fights in Capitol Hill history, that's the, that's the money position, right? Right. But there's been some a little bit more recent. So in 1838. I love you said, there's been some a little more recent. A little more recent. Going back to 1838. 1838, two representatives gotten a duel with uh-huh. rifles. Yeah. So, uh, and then in 1858, uh, let's see, uh, a Republican ripped the hairpiece off of a Democrat. What year? So we've got 1830. 
1858. Yeah, okay. And then in 1856, there was the caning oh. of Charles Sumner. What year was that? 1856. Okay, so we've got 1838, 1856, 18- Casey, do you have anything that has happened in the past 100 years? No. Oh! <laughs> so, well, yes, actually. November 14th, 2023. <laughs> I, so- lo- I love... Love, love. And you want to know why America used to be a better place? Because of the words you're using mm-hmm. to describe the altercations. It wasn't elbowing. It wasn't shoulder bumping. It was, he drew a rifle. Mm-hmm. He was caning. He ripped the wig off the top of the <laughs> yeah. guy's head. America used to be a better place, Casey. That's all I'm saying. Well, now we're throwing elbows. And Matt Gates has filed a formal ethics complaint <laughs> against <laughs> Kevin McCarthy because of this. We- and of course he has. Well, look, we uh, talked about this many, many times, people say, well, you have changed so much on Trump. No, I haven't. I supported Trump, but I was very, uh, very, very vocal about it at the time, not because I believed he'd be a phenomenal president, but Trump would be the beginning of pulling the mask back on who these people are in Washington. And by that standard, Donald Trump was a resounding success because everybody now knows who these people are. They aren't more dignified than you. They aren't better than you. They aren't the most distinguished amongst us in society. Most of these people, many of them, are complete crap bags who were the nerdy kids in high school who figured out a way to power and influence through politics. They're losers. They're complete zeros. Look at the condition of this country. Look at the colossal failures of governments at the federal level, the state level, the local level, the school boards. Because of these are the people who are in charge and America is is finally seeing who they actually are. They don't get to hide behind the cloak of I'm a representative or I'm a senator. These people are complete zeros. But wait. Oh! There's more. That wasn't the only fight that happened yesterday. We've got another one we're going to talk about. (laughs) And also, Nikki Haley said something in my opinion was her saying I'm done running for president. And we're going to get into that coming up on 93 WIBC. It is 9.35. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. In other fighting news, <laughs> Teamster President Sean O'Brien challenged Senator Mullen to a fight. This was during a hearing in the Senate after the two traded ridiculous high school level insults for a few minutes. And then, of all people... Bernie Sanders had to step in to stop the fight. You know it's bad when Bernie Sanders oh. is your wingman. Okay, so this guy's name is, I love this guy's name. He's the best name in the U.S. Senate. His name is Mark Wayne Mullen. Mm-hmm. So it's one name, Mark Wayne Mullen. He's a senator from Oklahoma. I think he was just very recently elected to that seat. I think it might have been when uh, one of those guys passed away. There was, I think there was a senator there who passed away. Um and by the way, let's he's point a, out- He's a former mixed martial arts fighter. Well, and let's point out that Bernie Sanders is now the institutionalist. Mm-hmm. Right? I saw somebody post this yesterday. There was a time where Bernie Sanders was the most radical member of the United States government. And now he is Mr. Institutional Man, very upset about people's behavior, you know, in the chambers of the U.S. Senate. Yeah. Okay. so uh, Mark Wade Mullet, he's a member of the Senate Committee on Health, Education, Labor and Pensions. And he held up printed copies of some tweets that O'Brien made mocking the senator. And this was during a hearing that was focused on standing up to corporate greed. And let's just take a listen as our politicians are acting like they're cowboys on Yellowstone. Like he's self-made. Sir, I wish he was in the truck with me when I was building my plumbing company. Myself and my wife was running the office 
because I sure remember working pretty hard in long hours. Pretends like he's self-made. What a clown. Fraud. Always has been, always will be. Quit the tough guy act in these Senate hearings. You know where to find me. Any place, any time, cowboy. Sir, this is a time, this is a place. If you want to run your mouth, we can be two consenting adults. We can finish it here. Okay, that's fine. Perfect. You want to do it now? I'd love to do it right now. Well, stand your butt up then. You stand your butt up. Oh, hold on. Oh, hold, stop it. Is that your solution? Every poll. No, no, sit down. Sit down. Okay. You know, you're a United States senator. Sit down. Actively. Oh, okay, okay. Sit down, please. All right. Can I respond? Mr. Hold Shim. it. Hold it. If we can, no, I have the mic. Said. I'm sorry. This is Hold what it. he said. You'll have your time. Okay. Can I respond? Oh, no, you can't. <laughs> this is a hearing. <laughs> that is, the audio from that is very similar to when Todd Young moved aggressively towards me at the Stacks, uh, the Stacks Pancake House last yeah, year. You think I thought so? maybe they had just lifted that uh, that audio. Uh, just let him go. <laughs> this I love this stuff, Casey, because these people are showing what the government actually is. These people. There was a time in American society where if you were a member of the Congress, you were viewed as some. And I remember when I first got into radio and media, you'd interview these, you know, senators, House members. You're like, oh, the the House of Representatives guy is coming today, and you thought the impression was these people are you know the the brightest the best amongst us you Mm -hmm. know very distinguished people and then you realize most of these people aren't even close to being you like they're not even close to being as good as you they went into politics because they're void of being able to accomplish other things and their behavior and their ethics are complete trash i think the pressure of the times is getting to all of them i mean you see it all the time you can't go on social media without seeing fights breaking out everywhere here's the thing though casey you think it's that's who they really are all the time here's i can say from somebody while i was not a u.s senator i was Mm -hmm. an elected person and and this may shock you casey but I brought out the very worst in people who didn't like me and was quite good at it. I was threatened. I had mm-hmm. things mailed to my home. I was called everything under the sun, every four-letter name you can imagine in public meetings. That's what you sign up for, right? Like, we're going to talk later about how four people just simply decided not to show up to a meeting last night because either they're bored or they prioritize something else or they just don't give a crap. Mm-hmm. Part of what you sign up for when you agree to be an elected official are two things. Number one, to show up and do your damn job. And number two, number two is that people are going to say mean things about you. People are going to say untrue things about you. People are going to say awful things about you. If that bothers you, then elected office is not the place for you because you're an elected official and people are entitled to have within a certain set of boundaries that have been set forth by a court of law, uh, which gives a broad swath to elected people, opinions on elected people. You're allowed to say what you want about an elected official. And if you don't like that, this guy, totally out of control, totally unprofessional, he's a Republican, don't care. You have to be bigger than that because you have just given the people, this guy, the Democrats, the fuel that they want. Because... Bottom line is, you let him know it bothered you. You let him know he's getting to you. You got to sit there. The greatest thing, Casey, I ever did 
and I will remember it until the day I pass away, is there was someone who was just livid at me in a, in a meeting one time, and they were just saying all sorts of mean things. And I just sat there and smiled at them. And in the middle of their comments, this woman came unhinged and said, you get that smirk off your face, Rob Kendall. <laughs> and I can't tell you that all these years later, the joy it still brings me, mm-hmm. knowing that if I'd have shown that it bothered, of course, it didn't bother me, because you know, Casey, the meaner people are to me, usually the more that I like it. But the... the, the you can't let these people know that it bothers you. You got to sit there and smile. And the reason people generally leave me alone is they know the meaner you are to me, the more I generally like it. Maybe they should have just let them fight. And then uh, Dana White could have stepped in, put it <laughs> just, on UFC. They could have sold tickets for it. What brutally unprofessional behavior, though, from a United States mm-hmm. senator. He was ready to go right there. Yes. Bring it on, huh? You have ceded the high ground to this imbecile. And that's probably what he wanted. You yep. let him know he's getting to you. Hey, we've got Jim Merritt who's going to join us next. And we're going to talk about water. Oh, my gosh. H2O, oh baby. Oh, my gosh. This is such an important topic. There's so much drama going on in Boone County, mm-hmm. in Timpicanoe County, and it's going to affect everybody in central Indiana. This is such a big topic. you got to hear it next. It's on the way with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Oh, there's a whole bunch of people that are really honked off about water and I never thought I'd care about it, but boy, I'm sure interested, and you should be too, because it really might impact you. 93 WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Casey's here. Uh, let's go to the WIBC hotline. He spent 30 years in the Indiana Senate, and he knows water like the back of his hand. His name is Jim Merritt. All right, Merritt, there is all sorts of people up in arms over uh, this plan by the IEDC, the Indiana Economic Development Corporation, to take a whole bunch of water, hundreds of millions of gallons of water daily from Tippecanoe County and run it down to the governor's uh, pie-in-the-sky fantasy island down there in Boone County for that Leap (laughs) District. I am nervous as heck about this. I don't like when people mess with uh, water or sewer or anything like that to facilitate the elitists getting more. What say you? Well, water, um, as we spoke about on state state house happenings, is just an enormous issue when you talk about economic development. Uh, Some time ago, when they were planning River Ridge, which is an enormous economic development ongoing project and it has amazon as as a tenant down in jeffersonville there are actually water aquifers that are in the ohio river and there was a big there was a lot of scuttlebutt there was a lot of big argument on if that water could come to indiana versus kentucky and so there was a plan at one time to pipe water all the way down from central indiana to Jeffersonville if we lost the argument about about using the water out of those aquifers in Ohio. Uh, some time ago, when I was uh, chairman of the utility committee, uh, Mike Braun's brother, Steve Braun, who was the state representative, he came to me because Whitestown was having problems with water supply, and they were trying to lure Nestle uh, to build a big plant there for economic development purposes, jobs, and widening the tax base. They didn't have the water, and so they lost 
uh, Nestle to I-69 in Anderson, where there is an enormous water supply. And so Geis would have, the original plan for Geis was to go all the way up to uh, Anderson. So water is an issue that we, that has impacted growth for a long time now. And and the LEAP project is is right now, uh, it's, this is being disabled right now because of the water um, argument, if you will. And and so we've real, got real quick, real quick, hands. real quick, Jim, and I want to because I want to bring Casey and Casey. This is why we earn the big bucks, mm-hmm. because we we the Kendall and Casey show, along with help from Jim Merritt. We are one of like seven people in the state of Indiana who can make water interesting and entertaining. But, Jim, <laughs> people need to wake the heck up on this because this plan to move hundreds of millions of gallons potentially a day from Tippecanoe County, which is Lafayette to Boone County. This is a huge deal. Am I wrong? It's a it's a huge deal. Just ask the people of Geist who aren't satisfied with the water there. Yes, it is a huge deal because uh, construction and and the whole issue of of having a pipeline thirty five miles away is is large. And so the governor coming uh, coming and 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 saving the project, if you will, for putting the Indiana Finance Authority in the middle of this whole conversation is large, Casey. Yeah, mm-hmm. so let so let's talk about what's happening here. So the governor, as we've talked about many times, we've had people from Boone County on this show, these farmers who were just irate over the fact that the governor and through the Indiana Economic Development Corporation got hundreds of millions of taxpayer dollars to go to essentially strong arm these farmers out of their land. Now they many of them, all of them, I guess, sold it willingly. But as we've had remember we had the loves on case yep. and they're like they basically go to you and they're like, uh, you're gonna lose it eventually one way or another. So, yeah, you, might well so just, you might as well sell it now. Yeah. And so you have a lot of people who are upset about this thing existing in Boone County. And then in the middle of this project, Merritt, I guess they looked around, they being the IEDC and were like, Oh crap, we, we need water. The, we don't have the infrastructure for this thing we better get some water this is a total failure on the idc's part to not have this thing planned out before they went and pissed everybody off in boone county isn't it well i would have done it differently and what what needs to be done is all of the individuals all the parties all the government entities everybody should be at the table so there's a uh, they understand the plan going forward and water uh you know it's not sexy but it is important, and um, and right now, uh, right now it's it, it, they they got uh, <laughs> they didn't see in front of their headlights, and and the issue uh, this project has been uh, plagued with different issues from from um, you know the property owners to water to mm-hmm. yeah I mean is this, and this is an enormous project in Lily Indiana's own Lily is in the middle of it. yeah I mean if I'm living up in Tippecanoe County and I'm hearing well one of the largest drug manufacturers in the world needs your water for their sweetheart deal the state of Indiana set up for them and other corporations similar size of Lily I'm saying wait a second you're messing with my natural resources so that some super rich corporation can get richer no way mister well, uh, luckily, uh, luckily, cooler heads are prevailing, and they've got the Indiana Finance Authority in the middle of it. And so I believe the governor taking this step uh, should have been the first step mm-hmm. uh, because they, they've included, been included in uh, four different studies. There are, there are water experts that have been all around Indiana for the last, oh, five or seven years or more. Uh, and there's, high, there's lots of technology here 
to demonstrate a lack of water supply or plentiful. And so uh, the Indiana Finance Authority, I know them very well, they will uh, take the bull by the horns and they'll get a, a, um, a, a plan, a, a, you know, a proposal, a, a kind of a, a complete understanding of what the water supply is in central Indiana. And 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 this project will be able to uh, will be able to go on because it'll show that uh, where the water is and everybody will be satisfied that that uh, this project will have uh, a, de- a, a a useful amount of water supply. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that water's not sexy. I would beg to differ. Really depends on what you're doing with it. <laughs> but Jim, do you think uh, Holcomb's actions come because of this stop the water steal and uh, yeah. this grassroots effort, the opposition to it? I, I think it's it's I, I, I think it's such a large stink. That uh, that he saw the 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 or uh, his staff saw the uh, IFA who has measurable uh, success in this and and uh, they're just at the the best at giving a third party uh, undivided attention uh, approach to this and yeah I think it's uh, this this gets it off the mark and 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 the Indiana in government circles and. Uh, the Indiana Finance Authority has the credibility that can come forward. And maybe, just maybe, uh, Casey, they'll say there isn't enough water. Yes, yeah, so, so they need to figure it out. So real quick, just to clarify what we're talking about here. So the initial study that was done on this was by the I, or commissioned by the IEDC. And the company that they hired to commission this study said, oh, yeah, there's plenty of water. And the people in, in, in Boone County and mm-hmm. the people in Lafayette are like, wait a second. You're, you're, you want this to go through. You don't, you're not. A, you're not a neutral arbiter of this. This doesn't count. And so finally, Holcomb had to step in and have the, the Indiana Finance Authority say, okay, these guys have a track record on this. We'll have them do the study, and we'll see what comes out of this. This is why people hate government, Jim, when they feel like government's cutting corners and manipulating the system and rigging things in their favor to get a desired result. They get really upset about these sort of things. Well, yeah, and legislators and governor candidates are hearing this at church and at the gym and the groceries, and and so they're getting um, they're getting very very sensitive to this as well, and and um, the IFA uh, will have the technology, they will have the credibility that that uh, the governor can rely upon and the IEDC can rely upon, and and you know what they may come back and say there isn't enough water. And, and something needs to happen in this regard because it's a nor- just an enormous expenditure of state funds to have this economic development. So, uh, you know, this will get done uh, quicker than you would you you can imagine. And it is for Central Indiana, not just the not just south of Lafayette. And uh, uh, it, it just it just points to the fact that there are so many government entities involved here. There's so many different uh, developers mm-hmm. and. And, and uh, people that that um, uh, you know really have uh, impact on the study, and and so you really need uh, uh, when you have economic development and you see an issue such as the one I referred to in River Ridge, you need to solve all these issues. And uh, prior to um, you know uh, pushing the button to go uh, to go, and so I'm, I'm I'm confident that Indiana Finance Authority will have a credible study. And, and and we wait. 
Casey, you get the last word with Jim. Go. Well, I'm just curious. You said that you're confident that the IFA will do a good job and they have the right experts. What's the difference between IEDC and IFA? I mean, they seem both like government organizations. Well, the IEDC, they commissioned a study of which I'm not sure who it was, uh, but um, uh, the IFA is is a, an organization that has the the focus of a water study. And so, uh, and, and also it has the credibility, uh, and I'm not sure who the other entity was, but um, this, this is just another step to get the credible report together. And, and uh, there's, for the legislators and people such as that that are, are talking about uh, legislation coming out, I'm not sure what that actually is. Uh, it all might Here's the deal, Merritt. We just did 12 minutes on water, and we made it the most darn entertaining, <laughs> entertaining radio known to man, and that's why you're a national treasure. Mm-hmm. Jim Merritt, you're the like best. Water. Yeah, you're the best, Merritt. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Casey, why don't you give us a number that could alter everyone's life? You got it. 13%. Oh, that's a big number, Casey. Mm -hmm. Tell me more. Right now, you get a 13% bonus when you invest your money. Wow! So if you invest $100,000, you get a $13,000 bonus right out of the gate. That's like free money, Casey. Mm -hmm. Not only will you get a 13% bonus, you'll also get a competitive return, an average of 7% a year for the past 10 years. And get this, Casey. What? You'll sleep well at night. I know you love sleeping well at night knowing your money is backed by one of the largest insurance companies in the world. Mm-hmm. Learn more from Bill Demery, your retirement guy right here in Indy. You know, he's our retirement guy too. Just call 317-932-9912. This 13% bonus won't last long, so call 317-932-9912. That number, 317-932-9912. And past performance is no guarantee of future returns.